What do you know about us? About me? I know that you are smarter than this. Really? Guess what? We're shitty people, Joel. It's been that way for a long time. No, we are survivors! This is our chance! It is over, Tess! Now, we tried. Let's just go home. I'm not... I'm not going anywhere. This is my last stop. What? Our luck had to run out sooner or later. Well, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 127. I am joined every week by the one and only Joseph. Wild West Pimp Style. And I'm your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you... Just say, ben yourself met your kop door de helft. Joseph, how are you? That's right, and I'm not too bad, man. Not too shabby at all. A wee bit tired, but hey, you know, life is good. Life is good. What about yourself? Oh, not bad. It was, uh, uh, it was ridiculously cold at work today. Um, and standing out there, like, all day. I don't know how... I mean, I guess... There must be different regulations or something up in North Dakota, because mm-hmm. um, I can't imagine that they would allow people to just stand outside in the cold for like five to ten hours a day without some sort of like protocol. thing going. Yeah, without a protocols probably because like even if there wasn't regulation, people would just quit. Like because you just can't. <laughs> so as long as you layer up. You're pretty much fine. I mean, I, I yeah. can work out in negative 50 degree weather, and I have, and I, I was fine. The only thing that's, you know, because, no, I mean, really keeping everything warm at that point, I figured out how to keep my my hands warm, yeah. and that, were, that, that was always the hardest thing for me, which just get latex gloves, nurse gloves, and then put on, you put those on, and then oh, your regular gloves. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, to... when you take those latex gloves off, it's gonna I mean, be cold. It's gonna be like a bottle of water pouring out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, kept kept my hands warm for sure. Okay. I might have to but, look into that. I mean, that. typically at that range, you're only do, you're you're working for intervals of. There's different intervals they have. Yeah. But you know, so five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, depending on how cold it is. Oh, okay. Because like, I mean, it's not. It, it was in the freezing today for sure and snowing, but yeah. I mean, they're out there in you know like an open excavator for eight hours. One, some of them have heated seats and heating, and you can like close yourself inside of it, but some of them don't. Um, and so. You know, and I don't have that. Like I had to, I would have to go and walk back up to uh, the car that I use and turn the car on and like thaw out basically, and then mm-hmm. get back out and then go back out for a little while. The uh, key is to not put it all the way up on high, but so if you have a, you know, if you're if you can actually see the temperature in your car, nope. When you turn it up, you do about seventy. Uh, in the 70s so not all the way up on full blast on on heat because if you do that then you're accelerating from my experience from what i found out the cold like getting colder faster than just putting it at a little bit lesser temperature that's more acclimated to the cold almost but yeah man either way you're just screwed sometimes you're just cold (laughs) you're just gonna be cold and even when it's negative 50 you're not working that long anyway because nobody else is working typically right so right. I, you're I just, doing a couple of things man. that's going to take less than five minutes anyway so mm-hmm. i've got to get some sort of like uh extra like pants layer too because i'm just wearing my jeans out there and it, oh. when it gets that cold it's like 
having paper on. Like I might get, as well uh, not be wearing pants. Get. I mean, you could definitely do. Uh, you can go the less expensive route and get long johns, or you can go a bit more expensive route, somewhere between like fifty and seventy dollars for the Under Armour three thermals. Yeah, those are really good. Those are good. Okay. Yeah, you could do the four point though. It's going to be more so for when you're into single digits, the zeros, and the negatives. Three gotcha. you can get by in the teens, but like twenties and thirties. And I would say if you're not, I mean, if you're spending the entire eight hours outside, then yeah, maybe go for the fours. It won't hurt because I think they're the same price where if you get 4.0 or 3. Maybe they're like $10 more. Yeah. But speaking of money, if you want to support our podcast <laughs> uh, and you think that you're getting entertainment, we do a value for value system here, meaning that, meaning that you can donate to us your time, talent, and treasure based off of what perceived value you think you're getting from us. So if you think we're worth an out, nine out of the movies, $5, whatever you think, all we're asking is that Everyone would donate uh, $1 and do a reoccurring payment. We think that our, you know, podcasts and YouTube and clips and everything are at least worth a dollar, hopefully. Uh, but we also understand that times are hard. And so if you can't donate a dollar, then you may choose to support us by donating your time and talent. Meaning, you know, if you... If I come across an interesting article or video, you can send it to us. And if we think it's interesting, we'll cover it. You know, whether if you can do editing, what have you, whatever skill you have that you think would improve our product, our brand, you just let us know. Is that even the right way to say it? Brand. No, our um, community. How about that? There you go. You're, yeah. I don't really like the term brand or product or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, like they, they have their... They have their uses. Yeah. What's yeah, up, Zach? You know, Zach's in the troll room. But yeah. no, I prefer. I think community is better. Um, you know, because this—that's sure. exactly what sure. we want to make. I mean, if you know, you can follow us, obviously on YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Odyssey, Rumble, Instagram, Twitter, uh, freaking TikTok, we're even on there. And so uh, you can just go to the show notes and click the direct.me link or if you're in the troll room right now the donation link is up at the top and you'll find our direct.me link in it's not in there right now the about me section of our youtube yeah uh <laughs> nightbot nightbot puts it in the chat occasionally when okay. when it's going enough um, but yeah there, but there's there's ways to find it i say that to say that we're on discord and if you're part of our discord you'll see that you know we have we're slowly but surely trying to build a community in Discord to where we can help each other out. So if you're a content creator or maybe you have a small business and you need help and, you know, there's probably other people who are small business owners in our Discord. Uh, but if you're a content creator specifically, we have tips and tricks for that. And, you know, we have other discussions going on there. So feel free to join there. And we truly, really do want this to be a value-for-value, community-oriented, um, you know... Experience. Experience for y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throwing you a lifeline. I appreciate um, it. So, I have a couple things to just... It, I guess you could call it like house cleaning if you wanted to, but just some little things that um, I don't care to at least at this time, spend a lot of time on. Um, but there are three things that I watched this weekend, 
one of which I got all the way through, and the other two I did not. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I I watched that '90s show. Oh, me too. Um, I made it about three episodes in, and oh, kind, you got farther than I did. Yeah. So I the first episode I was like. Oh, all right. And I laughed when he called when um for uh Eric's Eric. dad said that he had like baby skin or something like that. Like I chuckled at that. Uh and I was like, "Oh, there's a little bit of like old, you know, that 70s show. The rest of it is just very bland." Dude, it seemed like they were trying hard to be funny. It it did. It I you don't know? Just none of the jokes land landed. I, the, the only two that worked for me were the baby skin that I chuckled at, and then when Eric told his daughter that he was going to shove her his foot up her butt. Oh, uh, right, right, right. And uh, outside of that, everything was just so forced. And I'm not going to call anyone out because they may be, you know listen. And but somebody, <laughs> some people close to me, my family, <laughs> were texting me saying, "Hey, you need to watch this. You need to watch this." And so I watched it and bro, I just I don't see the appeal. And they were like, "We love it. It's so funny." And I know I'm, I'm with like, you. I'm you. I'm with what? you on that one. I just I the only so yeah, I fell asleep at some point uh, watching it. And I'm surprised you went three episodes deep. I know. Um, I woke up and like Fez was there, and I was like, "All right." And I because you after a while you realize it's like okay they're gonna because this is what all of these shows do is that they. They bring in the old cast because you're like, oh, I, I loved that yeah. show. And then eventually they won't be there anymore because the show can't afford them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Just you're like for an episode and they're gone. Uh-huh. And then you're left with like this new group of kids. And it just like doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And I yeah. I, I, I kind of want to say objectively, like it just does not work. But I'd have to spend way more time than I care to to be able to try to argue that um <clears throat> i don't I just I, where they don't I just should they have even made a 90 show no you know they tried to do yeah. i'm pretty sure they tried to do 80s about 10 years ago and there was i remember seeing commercials for it and maybe really? a pilot episode and then it just disappeared and it became one of those things that you just think about sometimes where you're like was that a real thing uh, but I'm pretty sure there was a an attempt to make a that 80s show. Oh, you're right. There was. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only... No, they got more than... Yeah, they did a whole season in 2002, really. Oh, oh, it was 2002? Yeah. Man, that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, so, so uh, cannot recommend... Uh, the next one should be uh, an obvious cannot recommend, but I had to see what was up with Velma. Um, oh, dude, it it is, it is. It, I, I you got to give Velma credit for one thing. The animation. Well, yeah, the animation's actually. Oh, gosh, it's so hard to say because it's such a piece of garbage. But the animation, I, I feel bad for the animators because it really does look like. They tried, and it's an interesting style. Uh, it's not that sort of weird, um, really. Di- I, I don't know. I'd have to show you images of what I mean by this, but you, maybe you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. There's a lot of animated shows these days that it looks like it. There's it's like low effort. 
Yes. I don't think the animators for Velma were going for low effort. I think it's it's pretty good um, from my kind of layman's perspective as far as animation is concerned. Um, but holy smokes, dude. I, the whole show is uh, like meta humor. or And I mean what they believe is humor when i say that yeah meta humor and fourth wall breaks the and it's like one after the other after the other after the uh, like it (laughs) when it's occasional it's one thing but when it's so much consistent through the entire thing one of the things i've heard about velma you can since you've watched a bit of it is it seems like they actively hate the source material um i think they just they actively hate something and I can't I can't quite it, it's weird right and then I'm sure you've heard that uh, there's this like rumor going around that the entire thing is like a uh, a conservative psyop yeah, and I'm like it. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true yeah 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 but that's what they're that's what they're trying that like Mindy Kaling's actually like a like hardcore conservative and she made something <laughs> to make the the liberals look bad I thought that was pretty funny I, I doubt it's true but I it's not I, the first time she's you know has written something that just has been bad and as far as featuring some double standards, I know that in the show, one of the things I saw that was just like, ooh, yikes, is that they, it, I, now I don't know if it shows any, I think it does show stuff as far, shows nudity, animated nudity it of is, minors. It is like borderline. Okay. So there's like bubbles, it, there's like bubbles uh, conveniently placed in in places. Specific spots. Yes. Yeah. I know... And I read the YouTube term, so I gotta be really careful on how I word this. But I know in the the Mindy <laughs> project that there was an episode where <laughs> the a what? guy, James Franco, ironically enough, is playing the actor of this professor who ends up getting uh you know he in he intoxicated and he gets taken advantage of by a woman. And so you have that Oh, and then that news came out recently about Mindy Kaling and potentially the way that she had treated people in the past. That is, came is out. Is that what too. you're getting? Okay. No, no, that Wasn't came sure. out too. Yeah. Uh, there was also that time, and, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know if she necess- I don't think she meant it like this. I don't know the woman, but there was an interview she gave with Conan O'Brien, I believe it was, where she talked about kissing that dude against his will when she was acting. But what it seemed to me is, I think that. Uh, and then she's like threatened everyone there that she would fire them if they said anything. But I think she was just trying to ad lib the scene or whatnot. Uh, okay. But well, now I have one other thing that I watched. Uh oh. And I, it's like a borderline recommendation. Oh, really? Yeah, it's complicated, and it would take way too much time to get into my my sort of like thoughts about it completely. Um, so I'll try to make it as quick as possible. But I saw Megan this weekend, which is oh, you did the movie about the killer android doll. <laughs> oh yeah, what'd you think? Or Mithrigan, as it's being called by a lot of people. Um, it's it's almost great. 
it misses the mark in a few places because there's a lot of contrivances to make the plot move forward. Um, what I mean by that is there's things where it's like this thing's a doll. A 13-year-old boy can essentially lift this thing up and run with it. But then there are times where she like straddles on top of someone to like choke the life out of them and it's like she weighs 150 pounds oh yeah. you know what i mean so there's like there's things like that there's stuff about like this thing being a techno technological marvel and the it the the lady in the movie who's like pretty much the main character mm-hmm. she's like taking it with her niece when she takes her to this new school or whatever and like bringing it out in public and then leaving it there um and i'm like this would never have like this is beyond putting like like suspension of disbelief like this wouldn't happen you would not have because these things like were retailing the what they said for like ten thousand yeah. dollars in the movie um because the idea is that they're, they're trying to make this like toy that lasts forever and it, it's like with the kids and right. the, but here's the and thing it protects them right uh kind of yeah like that's part it's supposed to kind of look out for them and and care for them and teach them about stuff um it's a lot of the setup for the movie is surprisingly good. Um, mm. It's got a pretty decent sense of humor as far as the satire with like modern technology and the way that parents sort of like push it away to uh, electronics and all this new tech that comes out. You know, you have like the iPad parents where it's like anytime Timmy is like in a bad mood, they're just like, Timmy, take your iPad. So it's oh, kind yeah. of got comment i say kind of it, it most of the commentary in it is about that specifically um and that stuff works really well I, I like i would almost tell you the first really it's up until megan starts like taking people out um that it it works pretty well um there's very few things in it where you're like uh, i don't know they 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 set it up I think very very well it's a pretty simple movie um but the minute you start getting into some of this other stuff there's a lot of things where you're like uh, i don't know if that would really happen like why is she letting mm. this thing you know she it's supposed to be this big secret you know it's basically like this this massive uh secret for the uh the company and it's like why is this not on lockdown like, why would she even be allowed to, like, carry this thing somewhere like this? It, it doesn't make sense. Um, and, you know, and there's there's things that they could have done if they had spent a little more time on the script. Um, there's little things that they could have done where you almost just, like, science fiction away some of the weird questions that people have. Right. Where it's like just all you have to do is kind of write something quickly into the script about, you know, why sometimes it seems like she weighs 200 pounds and other times it seems like she weighs 50 pounds. Like, there's, th- there's stuff that you could do to make that work a little bit better um especially for a movie that is pretty tight i mean i think the thing is about an hour and a half um and oh, that's it, not bad no and it fly it flies pretty well like if you're that's nice actually yeah yeah that's how you make sort of like your horror thriller type movie um it's pg-13 i kind of think it would have been a little more suited for an r rating but i think they were worried about ticket sales because mm-hmm. um, you watch the trailer for this thing and you're like, what is this? Like she's like dancing and jiving in the trailer or whatever. Um, but the the Android girl is legitimately creepy at times. Like it hits at that. Um, what do you what do you call it? Like the um, uncanny valley. 
like mm-hmm. you're looking at this thing and you know it's not real and basically it looks what they it looks like what they did was take a person or a, a young girl and then they stuck like an android mask like head on her or whatever at times because of the way that she like articulates and then other times it looks like it's maybe a puppet it, i i don't know for sure it'd be interesting to see some of the behind the scenes on how they did that in different scenes yep. um but it it's also because it's kind of this comedic satire about that stuff it is legitimately funny at times like the the doll at one point gets down on like all four legs and is galloping after this this kid (laughs) and i was just like i was laughing but the thing is is like i think that's the reaction you're supposed to have there's moments in it where it just has this very uh like good sense of humor about what you're watching and i i think it's intentional um which is really interesting compared to james wan's last movie um malignant which Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure was supposed to be the exact opposite except it's i think that is unintentionally funny um it's also terrible but anyway yeah i i just i i had uh who was it so drinker had recommended it and then I saw um, your movie sucks had said he didn't like it. Ah. And so it was very like polar opposite opinions. And both of them I've I've shared like similar opinions to in the past. Sentiments with. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I, you know, I was like, might as well check it out. Let's see what's going on with this movie. Um, sometimes the polar the ones that like kind of polarize people like that. And you have like half the people think it's pretty good. The rest of them are like, ah, it just didn't work for me for whatever reason. Um, and I think ultimately the movie kind of falls somewhere in the middle. Uh, mm. There's a lot of stuff that it does right. There's a lot of stuff I think that uh, movies trying to do stuff like this could learn from. Uh, I just think that the script could have been a little more convincing would probably be the way that I would put it. Uh, nice. Because it's just one of those things where every once in a while you're like, dude, no way. Like, yeah. no way. Um, and unfortunately, that seems to just as the movie progresses to like to the end there's just a lot of those open questions of like how and like why is this this way and you know it's like anyone with any sort of weight to them should have been able to just like chuck this thing away from them uh it it was interesting um but it was fun um you know i definitely not a one of those things that i regret watching for sure um and it's funny that's the one of like the three things you know you have like a scooby-doo ip you have the sequel to that 70s show, and then you have a movie about a killer android Rope. doll. Yeah, and that's uh, the best the, one of the three. Yeah, three. Um, there's one more movie that I want to watch that I didn't realize came out. It's like an indie movie called Kids vs. Aliens, um, and it's got a similar thing, uh, a similar thing going on right now with. Uh, uh, as like I think Megan where it's like kind of it's like a funny ish type movie it's got that Shaun of the Dead feel oh yeah um, where it's like these kids are having this party and aliens attack and the aliens are are like uh, absorbing the kids or whatever for like nutrients uh, or something like that <laughs> I just saw a trailer yesterday and I was like dude this actually looks pretty good um, that's great yeah we'll and then to see it I'm also surprisingly because I think we had talked about this before. There's not a lot of stuff that's coming out that I was like, oh, man, I really want to see this. Um, The new Mission Impossible. That trailer got me. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good, but I want to see it. 
So Oh, the new Mission Impossible? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, so I watched this weekend. I finally watched Top Gun Maverick. I still need to. It's all right. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, it's fun-ish. <laughs> great, uh, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to get a lot of flack oh for that. Oh, my gosh. I could definitely understand why it would win. It's best picture, you know, when you only say that because – uh, I've been talking about it with my wife uh, the past few days. And best picture when, regardless of what anyone thinks about uh, the Oscars or whatnot or whatever award show, doesn't that typically mean the best overall movie or does it mean like the best cinematography? Best and, picture? Yeah. Best picture is like overall. Overall. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. I don't see why that would win that. I, I put it. I could it, what, it won best picture in something? No, it didn't. Oh, but Okay. I could definitely understand being nominated for it, but I thought everything everywhere all at once was better than it. Yeah. Um, and I liked the menu better than it. I liked Elvis better than it. I liked the Banshees of Inishirin better than Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, again, it's fun. It's cool, but it's not... I wouldn't rewatch it, put it that way. Oh, okay. I need to I need to go ahead and watch it. I don't know what's been like keeping me from doing so. I really like the original um it's just like an 80s classic but it yeah. i don't i don't have it seemed like too much of a nostalgia um not that it didn't work but it just seemed too much like a nostalgia trap like just ha- like just going i don't know it was too much for me if that makes sense uh not to <laughs> not it's not it wasn't bad like that 90s show was with trying to what's the I say nostalgia trap, but it just it kept trying to you was it like celebrate the nostalgia of of the Top Gun movie? Okay, yeah, so it's it, okay, interesting. I mean, I need to I need to watch it. <laughs> Zach <laughs> Zach. Just canceled the undercover. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. I just said it wasn't. Now he's never going to come on the show, Joseph. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man. Uh, I'll it, I'll watch it this week and uh, give <laughs> give an opinion. It'd be funny if I felt the same way you did, but again, like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's not an amazing movie that I would say, oh, this is you know I want to watch this again. Uh, if it, if I was cleaning and it was in the background, I probably would just leave it on. Yeah, but you know, uh, so there's that. I thought it was better than Puss in Boots, which I also watched this weekend. <laughs> oh, that's interesting because a lot of people like that movie. I thought it was really good. Okay, you just the way you. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, are we talking about the new one? The yeah, the new Puss in Boots. Uh, The uh, the Last Wish. Yeah, the Last Wish. Excuse me, I liked it better than Top Gun Maverick. I got I switched everything around. Okay, because the the way you said that originally was like that you thought was terrible, and I was like, wait. I was like, I mean, it's definitely possible you did, but no, I don't think it's terrible. Everything pretty much makes sense. I like the different. Uh, I liked how they used the fair, the fairy tales within the story. It kind of <laughs> made sense and it was pretty comical. I enjoyed the aspect of, I don't want to spoil anything for when you happen to watch Puss in Boots, I know, I but write this stuff down. the wolf was, I enjoyed that. The sound from the wolf I thought was uh, as scary as you could make it for that type of movie. Does that make sense? Or terrifying would maybe a better word. Word. I also watched Tar 
and I wanted to fall asleep a, f- a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, I mean, like cinema t- te- on a technical basis, and Kate Blanchett's acting superb on that end. As far as the storyline and everything, I, th- I understand the threads and kind of your. It's almost you're seeing. Hey, hang on. Yep. Um, what is tar? Oh. Tar. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a movie with Kate Blanchett in it. It's about a composer who is at the top of her game, and it get and then you sort of see the tragedy of her falling from grace as oh. it goes on. Is oh, the cool. Have you way seen Have you seen Whiplash yet? No. Oh my God, Joseph. You have to watch Whiplash. Watch it? Yeah, you have to watch Whiplash this week. Okay. But it's a. A promising young drummer. Oh, is that what? Is that kind of the same deal? Uh, a little bit. I, I think you'll really like it. I put um, it. I uh, put it in very simple terms. You're kind of seeing. Okay, so it's a. Kate Blanchett is a famous composer who's at the top of her game, and then, you know, it kind of gets into threads of. As, as you see her, you kind of see that she's arrogant. She's very. Like, who cares about this person's personal life? How great were they at music kind of deal? And so it gets into the threads between, you know, should someone, how do you distinguish what someone did in the past, their work versus their personal life or their art versus their personal life? You know what I mean? And can you still learn from them or should you just uh, make everything go away? While at the same time, you're talking about that, while at the same time seeing these uh, events unfold in her life, leading to kind of her disgrace uh, downfall as well. Gotcha. And does she still have anything of value to contribute to art, okay, to cool. her music? Really boring. <laughs> I think, I, I think you'll, I think you'll like whiplash. Um, yeah. It's Don't, like prom, promising young drummer. Um, JK Simmons is awesome in it. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a pretty, tightly executed movie um which is something i think more and more i've become a fan of uh just since we've been getting so much uh um bloated content recently Mm -hmm. uh it's nice that something was just like boom 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 like it's just it's going uh the story works you know it it, it's also it's a pretty simple premise so you're not going to have a whole lot of stuff that you're going to deal with where where you're going well this doesn't make sense like why is this going on it's like this person wouldn't make this decision or you know uh, it, it pretty good pretty good yeah um the guy who directed it has like a surprisingly diverse uh portfolio so like he also directed la la land which is like a completely different movie from uh from whiplash and oh, there was wow, that- something else i just uh, there was something else that he did a while back, I just can't remember what it was. Uh, and then he also directed that new movie Babylon that came out with Margot Robbie uh, that I haven't heard very good things about, so I'm probably just going to skip it. Um, but yeah, really, yeah, I'll probably end up watching it, um, dude. It's like three and a half hours. Oh, never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I, I heard it's like that. it's basically a whole bunch of yeah. Uh, what's up, Jenna? Uh, I. I I heard it's like basically just a bunch of like party scenes interspersed between like other stuff. Uh, it just didn't seem like it was all that all that great. Nah. Uh, so I was like, eh, I think I think I can do without. Um, 
Cool. Well, you want to get into... Uh, yeah, that's the other thing I watched this weekend. Was yeah, it was The Last, Last of, of Us. Episode 2. Uh, I, haven't I haven't seen Avatar yeah, 2. Yeah, neither of us have had the willpower to actually watch Avatar <laughs> 2. <laughs> oh, I, there's a lot of people... Three hour long movie. Yeah, I think if most of the people I trust on that stuff have said it's really not worth it, I probably just won't watch it. I've heard I just, it was mid. Yeah, like, I just, that's kind of yeah. like I keep getting mixed reviews. Like some people say, oh, you know, it's good. I haven't really come across anyone that said it's amazing. Some people say, eh, it's it's all right. If they would have cut an hour, it probably would have been better. Yeah, you have to. Your movie has to be real engaging to be three hours plus. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You know, you're talking Saving Private Ryan level of you got to get into that territory of keeping your audience engaged for that long. It maybe the it Lord is Lord of the Rings. Maybe it's one of those things that we could hit a really like low point this year, and I'll just like screw it and turn it on, watch it. Yeah, I could watch it in a couple sittings, like I did with uh, the Snyder Cut. The only problem is I don't want to get post Avatar depression. So oh yeah, you got to be careful of that. You got to be careful of that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's let's get into the Last of Us two. Yay. Um. I want to know your thoughts first. I thought it held up from the last episode. I thought it was really good. Okay. Um, really I, good episode. I actually agree. Um, quite. Maybe even better. I th- I think it was better. Um, I still. I do have one minor complaint. Okay. Two there, minor complaints. With there's, there's some nitpicky type stuff, and this is what I really do to a degree mean kind of nit- nitpicky um, things about just stuff they decided to change uh so i was made aware by someone uh in mm-hmm. who commented that they're not doing the spores in this um and then it turns out that uh the guy i should probably learn this dude's name he, it's the guy who directed uh chernobyl who's one of the i think he's one of the showrunners for this mm. uh he was saying that they decided not to do the spores and his Basically, his reasoning was that spores travel, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to use them because it brings in too many, like, open potential, Are you like. About, sorry? You say the spores. So, okay. I'm not familiar with oh, that. Oh, so, so we saying. talked about this. Sorry, we talked about this last week. Um, the In Some the game. Like viral. Yeah, uh, so in the game, yeah, so in the game, the the cordyceps like when you know how you see like all the bodies like pile up and the fungus mm-hmm. has, has spread. So in the game, that can produce spores in certain places. Um, now, I had always thought that for the most part in the game, they made it pretty clear that it was usually like dark, you know, places that are typically away from everything. And I think that would have been Craig Madsen. Thank you, thank you, Zach's. Um, I, I thought that that would have still worked because you again, this is just a science. It's science. It's sci-fi stuff where you just go. Right. The spores can't survive in the sunlight or something. It's it's pretty simple that you can just add this little thing that it's like, hey, typically the only places you uh, the, the where you find them is in these dark places, and it, it's something that is scary because. You have to wear a gas mask, uh, otherwise these things will infect you and you'll die, and you'll like essentially yeah. become one of these things. And so I, I think they should have kept How it in. How many gas masks do you have to wear? <laughs> Just one. Why would you? 
Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it was one of those aspects of the show that I really wish they had decided That's to keep. Odd. Yeah, because w- it works, and I think it's it works. It's added tension. Huh? It's added tension and yeah. stakes, too. Yeah, and and it's a, it's a cool aspect of what makes the cordyceps different from the other zombie head. infection type stuff, where with this... They're leaning really hard into just their Riding zombies, and yeah. And then yeah. I guess you can make out with a, a an infected and also get infected. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, yeah. I guess we'll get to that scene when we get there to that scene. But since we're already there, oh, I guess sorry, that- Zach is right though. He says, "Let's be honest, Pedro didn't want to wear a mask again." Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering if the uh, the gas mask thing is just like this. Like masks in general are just a problem in Hollywood right now where nobody wants to wear them because it's like, well, I'm the star. I don't want to put one on, but it's like you're an actor. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We we can't say for sure, but it's yeah. it's definitely possible. It would be dumb if that's true. Um, But yeah, I, I thought this episode was really good. It is surprisingly accurate to the game. This specific episode. Uh. They uh, I agree with most of the stuff that they actually I, I, they didn't. Ch- it's not as much change there. I I think that, and I, we'll get to it. But the uh the climax of the episode, mm-hmm. not a hundred percent bought into that. Like I think it works fine, but that's not how it happens in the game. And when we get there, I'll kind of explain why. Um, but for the most part, I thought it was a, a solid episode. Oh. I'm trying to really do my best to look at this as like something that isn't already an existing property that has a story that is borderline the same thing um the only other problem i have with this is that i know where this is going and not like where this season is going where the story goes (laughs) it is just like and i'm like they'll change that probably not he'll probably no the the theory is is that they're going to try to make it line up better with the last of us two that's what everybody is like just they're like you know the show's pretty good it's like it's a pretty faithful adaptation <laughs> and then they're like <laughs> just don't but, be faithful to this point yeah and and i i just don't i was surprised that they i honestly i've been surprised that they followed it as closely as they have um so yeah i i think that uh yeah, there's like one section. So the the section of this episode mm-hmm. where they go into the building and then it doesn't work, and then they go into uh, the like the old museum. Yeah. So they're kind of combining two scenarios from the game into one kind of like set piece, sort of, where it's like, oh no, this doesn't work, so we have to go do this. It's not exactly how it happens, but I think it works pretty well because it. It, it helps with the pacing of the show so that right. you're not like, well, we go into this building and now we're out of that. It's like we have this encounter and then we're out of this building and then we go into another building and then there's another encounter. They were like, no, no, yeah. no, let's let's have them go in a direction that doesn't work for them. And then they're going in a new direction. And that's where they run into uh, the, you know, the the clickers. And then. Uh, that that leads into everything that happens at the end of the episode. I thought that worked pretty well. Uh, for something where they are trying to kind of like 
you got to keep the audience interested. Like you can't just kind of have these like ebbs and flows for an hour like that. Yeah. And repeat um, the same type of product too. Yeah. So, so episode, but let me uh, correct one thing. Whoever commented that uh, was wrong up and was right up until two days ago when Craig Mazin came out and said that spores might be making an appearance in the future. So he said in the thing at the end of this episode that they didn't want to use the spores. So that's according to the gamer. They need to make he needs to make up his mind if that's the case. It, that's he said it was less about oh the spores don't work because I have to say you may see spores yet. It's not so much that they can't exist in this world. It's really more like when a character is tra- transmitting this to another character. What can we do that's slightly different than just chomp? You can do spores. Spores. <laughs> that's. So maybe they're just like saying that stuff so that they don't spoil things, yeah. you know? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about showrunners and and stuff like that. They're trying to <laughs> when it's not beat around the bush, yeah. so to say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they're saying things that's like, you know, a lot of people, including me, thought that they were were not going to be very accurate to the games, or at least they weren't going to attempt to mm-hmm. do certain things. And it's been. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been surprising to see how they have at least in certain instances I mean it's almost like one for one like the dialogue is taken directly from the game yeah uh, so some of that has been been really surprising uh, but yeah let's let's get into it um, what did you think of this opening I enjoyed the opening yeah I thought it made you get this you know, you're first off, great job, HBO, with the world building in this show. They do a really good job with, um, I guess you could say fantasy. You would probably have to say they're the top fantasy, you know, um, streaming service, in my opinion, when you consider the other one sucks so bad. Yeah. But uh, it, the world building in this is very well done. And, you know, we get this shot in the city in Indonesia. And immediately you transport her into this restaurant. The police come in and you're like, hmm, yeah, what does she for me not knowing what does she have to do with it? And you start assuming things. OK, well, maybe she's some kind of scientist or whatnot. Come to find out she's a professor of uh, what was it again? Micro microbiology or something like that. She studies the fungus. We'll just keep yeah. it at that. Yeah. I, actually, it's it may say it because there is subtitles for this part. or something. Yeah. But uh and so, yeah, I thought it was a good setup and then also payoff later on the episode two with this. And I did think yeah. my problem with this opening scene is, man, they hovered on that woman's that naked, naked lady. Yeah. The dead lady. So long. I just, <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. It's just like, guys, let's <laughs> yeah. just, 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 just focus. Like. All, all I was thinking was like, oh, man, now I got to like do editing for this. I was like, I got to cut all this out for YouTube. Um, but yeah, so I, I was set up and pay off. Yeah, I was a little concerned at first because I'm like, why are we back in pre- like present day? Mm-hmm. Like, what else are you going to show us? But I, I was okay with this, and what really got me. So the she goes, she gets basically taken in. I, I'm assuming this by the government uh, to look at what is the cordyceps virus. And um, she goes in to study this woman 
and she finds the fungus in her mouth and the fungus starts like moving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got me was this part right here uh, where she's sitting and she knows like she know she knows yep. what's going on. Uh, it's very clear to her um, what the outcome of all of this is. And it's really interesting because, you know, she says, he, he basically asks her, uh, the guy that picked her up in the, the restaurant or the cafe, mm-hmm. asks her what can be done about this situation. It's like, is there a vaccine? Is there something that we can get uh, to stop this? And she's like, you don't understand. Like, there's nothing. And then where is it? She says, uh, oh, yeah, they go through the whole, like, uh, thing about the different people. There's no medicine. There's no vaccine. And he's like, uh... So what, do what we do? so what do we do? And she says, bomb, start bombing, uh, bomb the city and everything in it. Um, so two two things are good about this. You had asked last week how those buildings ended up like that. Well, that's yep. how they ended up like that. Um, I think that is accurate to the games. Uh, you know, can't remember everything. Uh, and then their conversation, try to remember this may or may not be important for later on in the season. It may or may not be in a, a necessary conversation later on in the season. Okay. Um, so this scene could be setting up for something that happens down the road. Uh, right. it, it may or may not kind of just depends. Um, I, I enjoyed his reaction and you see one yeah. of the things I appreciate about the actress in this is the subtle emotions of wanting to let everything out. But she has to be somewhat reserved in explaining everything. Yeah. And she does a good job of, you know, trying to withhold emotion, then release it mm-hmm. and going back and forth. She's like, ex- she's just accepted her fate. Yep. Which is very, very interesting. And then she's just like, hey, will you please take me so I can go be with my family? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So the then- design and production good. design on this. Great. Yeah. I, like, really good job. Okay, so I guess this is probably a good time to talk about this. I think Bella Ramsey is the weak point in this show. Yep, that's what I was going to say was my my biggest problem is that I had from the last episode carried over to this episode, which is I think it's too much acting, like over the top. And then yeah. not only that, but her character... Like I understand she's, I don't know if even rebellious is the right word, but just, yeah, not wanting to follow them, which may follow their orders, Joel and Tess, which makes sense because, and you know, she's being held against her will, but yeah. at the same time, it's just annoying, you know, like it's just, there's um, so many okay. moments where she's just dropping f-bombs for the sake of dropping f-bombs where it doesn't really make sense whereas you know you cut to the next scene to where tess is walking up the stairs and you know she's like you try have walking up the stairs at rfing age or whatever with yeah. rfing needs and, and that makes sense but with with her it's just like i'm gonna cuss just because i'm a cool kid you know yeah I- yeah so i again i i think it's twofold for me one i think they did a disservice not letting her be closer to uh, Ellie from the games. Mm. Uh, Ellie in the games is very kind of chipper for the most part. Like she seems to be a a pretty happy person. Um, She has that, that, that she's spunky, I guess might be a good Mm -hmm. way to explain it. 
Um, she's got a little bit of that uh, rebellious side. Um, her and Joel have issues in the beginning, which they're trying to do in this. But it's really weird because this version, Bella Ramsey's version of Ellie, will have moments like that. Like we'll we'll get to it. Actually, we can just go ahead and jump to it, okay. where we. You know, they they talk to her about all of this stuff. They have the conversation about her being bit and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they finally decide that they're going to take her. And you you see a lot of the stuff that you were talking about where she's like she seems really angry. She's just like cursing at him all the time. Um, the There is this moment where um, her and Tess seem to be kind of like forming a bond. A mm-hmm. um, little different from the games. I'm OK with it. Wish they would have pushed it a little bit harder. In this episode, yeah. considering considering um, what happens, at the yeah, end. yeah, uh, and I liked a lot of the stuff where she's asking them. She's like, "Oh, is it true that like there's a uh, uh, an infected that can like shoot spores at you or whatever?" And then, is it true that one of them, its face looks like it's open and it has the hearing of a bat? And then the way the two of them just like look at each other, um, it's really good. Problem is, in this environment. The two of them should have been very upfront with her about what they were possibly going to get into, especially yeah. considering what happens later on. It's a little bit like you guys you should tell have, them ahead of you ahead should of have time. said it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, what I was getting at was that when they come in here, when they first get into the hotel, uh, she's like, oh, my gosh. And all of a sudden she becomes like this childish girl again. Mm-hmm. This is very Ellie from the games. Where you'll like there's a a, and I don't know if they'll do it in the next episode. It's not really much of a spoiler. But uh, after this scenario of of this episode happens in the games, you go to see like they're going to see this guy, Bill, which I think uh, they mention in this episode. And in his like town that he's he's sort of living in, you Ellie finds a record store. And she's just like obsessed with the records. There's like a, an old arcade machine that's not working that she's really interested in. So she's very curious. Um, and her and um, her personality kind of. Now, again, we could begin to see a change in her in the next episode. And that might still work. And mm-hmm. maybe they're just not. Maybe this specific part of the story with Ellie in the the show just isn't landing quite right for either of us. Right. But it is very weird. That's like she's doing this. Things seem to be good. And then she'll have a conversation with Joel like five minutes later and she's just pissy again. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, I don't know. Uh, like uh, Ellie for like in Ellie from the games was much more kind of wide eyed about everything that was going on, despite like knowing the danger. Like she was aware of a lot of these things. There's stuff that happens to her along the ways, the way that kind of makes her have to grow up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those things where she's still a kid. She still has that going on. And um, I see what they were going for here, but it feels very like separated from the other moments where she just seems like she's pissed off the whole time. Yeah. And like, hey, these. I, I guess I got to a point to where I was just thinking, we understand you hate them. <laughs> Like, yeah, got it. And, we, and again, there's point. There's times where it works, where she's being a sarcastic, you know, she's being smart with them, right, and sarcastic with them. And you know, I don't care what you think, whatever. I I went to a crappy school. What do you think? You know, things that work within the storyline. Then there's other moments where I just went, where it it just kind of took me out. Even that moment took me out because I was kind of thinking, well, if they're in this, they're obviously there's a risk to their lives. They're holding guns right now. So there's a threat and you don't know how close 
or far away that threat is to you. Uh-huh. But you know where you're going into a city with infected. So why would you, even if you wanted to make the excuse for her running up to the bellhop, the ding the bell and everything, um, why would Joel or Tess, before she even gets to that point, tell her to stop? You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you don't know what's around the corner. It, it just seemed very... And that's kind of the, the way I thought it was going to go. It would be one thing if they had their backs turned or something. Yeah. Or, you know, there's something that distracted them. I don't know. They kind of just, just let her do it. Yeah. It seemed odd to they me. They dropped their guard a I little bit. I'm in that, if I'm in that point, I'm being like, yo, chick, you know, I'm saying, uh-huh. stop. Don't do that. Yeah, and they... Yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I understand what they were going for. I think maybe they could have found another way to do it. it actually, it would have been really funny. You know how those kind of bells eventually they just stop working properly yeah it would have been pretty cool if like the bell just didn't work properly so it's like it stays within it and then you see like joel he like tenses up when she does it and then it doesn't work properly and he's like huh and then he kind of allow like he's able to let her continue doing what she's doing until she yes. finds that skeleton and keeps going yeah right uh yeah i'm kind of i'm i'm, I'm with you on that the frog on the piano that i thought that was i, I did funny. yeah oh <laughs> yeah a lot of the the b-roll shots with like the ducks playing in the water and yeah yeah there's a lot of that stuff that i think uh works pretty well just for setting uh the scene of the world that they live in um so they get trapped and they're trying to find their their way around because you know they're given to basically they have two options they can go the long way or they can go the way that basically leads to them dying um and, uh, and they chose the long way. They chose the long way, and then it and turns. That was a, see, it, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a good moment of her being smart with them and being like, well, based on that li- limited information, I'll go with the path that doesn't lead to death. Yes, and I think that, that that's when it works. And so I'm I'm so – I still think that Bella Ramsey's the weak part of this, mm-hmm. but I'm honestly not sure if that's her or if it's the script. Like, if it's yeah. the direction, because Neil Druckmann directed this episode, the guy who wrote <laughs> The Last of Us, the, the, the game. So he knows Ellie, and it it's very odd to me that this is the direction that they're kind of going with her. Yeah. Um, and again, it's why I'm worried that what they're really trying to do is just slowly push her in line to be a little bit more... Uh, ready for the last of us Two more so than what they originally created in the first game okay um because she is she's very she's young she's innocent she's basically been um uh in school her whole life exactly yeah yeah she's been pretty sheltered um and so now she's getting to see the outside world for the first time and so there should be this she does not understand the danger that they're going into yet she does not fully understand it. Um, th- she understands a little bit because of some stuff that I think they'll get to later on in the season with some of her backstory. Yeah. Um, but there is still this part of her that like, I'll, you know, she was lucky enough to survive her encounter with a uh, with an infected. She was unbelievably lucky that she happens to be immune to the cordyceps, for, for, you know. Right. Um, and dear Lord, I hope they never try to explain why. Because it's never explained in the games, and I think it would be a massive disservice if they tried to Explain give some why she's immune. Yeah, just just let that be a thing. Just let it exist. It's totally fine that it's a thing. It's right. a it's a pretty common uh, trope in stuff that it's like someone happens to ha- be like immune or have like this special thing that sets them apart from everybody else. Right. Um, 
So uh, the casting didn't help. She doesn't look young and innocent, but it was better this episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think that's part of her problem, though. She she looks young to me. I didn't realize she was 19. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't look like a 19-year-old at all. Um, they good, did a good job of de-aging her down for the role I, I, for a 14-year-old. Yeah, the, yeah, their makeup department, I guess, did a, did a pretty good job. Um, but yeah, I think it was probably poor casting, and I've pretty much been saying that since before the show came out yeah um i think that's the main gripe most people had was even with joel was forecasting that i had heard before the show came out i don't you know have any knowledge about joel from the game so i enjoy pedro's performance so far there's anything that stood out that's been like oh this is bad he has been pretty good he's trying his texas acting his texas accent kind of comes and goes like sometimes he sounds like uh, pedro pascal and sometimes (laughs) he sounds like he's from texas um i'm you know, it's not an easy thing to pull off. Uh, yeah, but they—they they, it turns out that the way that they were planning on going is... Uh, I keep wanting to say zombies, even though I know that that's... They're, they're technically, they're not zombies. Um, but the infected are um, blocking their way. Um, this is where they have that conversation that'll uh, come into play later on, where mm-hmm. uh, the... It's basically a system of, yep. of roots, almost, and that they're all connected that way, like a hive mind. Um Totally fine with that. I think it it fits in pretty close to um, the lore. It's kind of like game. a spider web too. If you hit one, you know how with mm-hmm. a spider web, if it's on, no matter where it's at, if you hit the the thread, it it's coming. So yeah. it has that note to it as well. But this time you get the whole hive. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they're like a hundred percent a hive mind in the game. I don't think there was anything that ever completely backed that up. Um, it's it's more of the way that the like the individual like fungus like affects each one of them mm-hmm. um because i think even so even in the game some of them never turn into like clickers some of them don't you know turn into like some of these other like grotesque creatures you meet along the way um right. but it's uh it's fine i mean like it, it's one of those things that it's a change where i'm like all right uh but the thing is is that they they said that this is kind of it, it, what they were trying to do uh, instead of the spores at the mm-hmm. end, you know how they do those like recaps at the yeah. end. That's what he was like getting at was like, okay, we wanted to try something different that seemed like it made a little bit, it was a little more grounded, I guess though. I don't know why the spores thing is so like, it was such an absurd thing to them. Grounded? <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop being upset about it, but it's one of those, no, I get it. I mean, it's just it one of those things. that's like, all right. Um, and then, I, the thing that could potentially be a problem with uh, this new thing that they're doing is like, will this concept of if you like step on a live piece of fungus, will this carry over long term or will they just throw it away after this episode is over and pretend like it's not that big of a deal and we kind of go back to a zombie show for the right. most part, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I, I thought, uh, so this... Uh, this is uh, still a, a great set, um, great uh, set piece for the show. Um, it's pretty accurate to the game, which is still kind of blowing my mind. This episode in particular, I was like, dang, man, like they really it was like the attention to detail with what they were doing, not only like the way that everything is designed, uh, but also how accurate it is to the game. I was just like, I mean, I got to give them props. You're blown away. I got to give them <laughs> props, good. man. I, I It's. I still have issues with stuff that they did in the first episode, um, but 
but this was a step in the right direction. This is a step in the right direction. I'm telling you, though, man. That's good, man. I was excited. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting to see at this peak. point. I'm, I want to know where that peak is before it, I go. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like my House of the Dragon, right? You're just yeah. Each episode, you're like, where's where's the peak? Where's uh -huh. that cliff? Except I know I know where the drop off is, and that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Is like, oh, I it's it's the difference in a roller coaster where you can see the drop off coming and one where you can't. And this yeah. one, I know where it is. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> no. Oh man! Uh, but yeah, I I thought they did a really good job with this. Um, you know, they, it's a great setup for the clickers. Um, did you know what they looked like? No, I had no idea. You had no idea. Um, so we can go ahead and like get get to it. Was there anything in particular about this part though that you wanted to to talk I about? I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I think her stepping on the hand mm -hmm. was a great reminder of she's still a kid she's gonna mess up and get things wrong uh-huh dude you know and, what i mean and, and then the, he and joel ends up doing it in a way you know a bit later on to where it makes sense to where mm. he steps on the glass yep. um and so it's you know a, a good sequence of both of them making the same mistake just in a different way yeah in the and one of the biggest complaints people had about the game when it came out is that like ellie's ai was was ridiculous she would just take off towards enemies so she's basically invincible for the, the most part like she can get grabbed and you have to save her at certain moments right. but a lot of the stuff that affects joel in the game she's it's almost like she's not a hundred percent there so you'll be like sneaking around and all of a sudden you'll see ellie just go like sprinting by you and you're like what are you doing and she'll be right in front of the enemies and then it's like they don't even notice she's there because they're not it, the way that the ai is like designed you're the only thing they're really picking up on for the most part that's um, funny. It's it. I I when I've been playing through it again, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. Like, golly, that's hilarious. That's annoying. Yeah. Um. So you know, her, at least in this, she acts more appropriate, which makes sense because it's not a video game. But, uh, yeah. I so, like how decayed and worn out and ready to uh, fall apart everything seems to be. Mm -hmm. They they, um, the de the decomposing with the buildings and just everything else and how kind of how nature has taken over some too works really well. So I, I think agree. just going back, I can't compliment the set pieces enough. Like you could see the thought and care put into it. And it's just, and you know, when you, when you have to watch that 90s show and not have to, <laughs> but when you do, because people mislead you, uh, <laughs> and other shows like halo from last year, you know, when people put in, care and dude halo is a great into the details yeah this you know i want to call it out and just profusely show my appreciation yeah i, I mean at this point the last of us is just far and away better than halo <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even close i mean for we for don't the, even have to talk about it <laughs> I, I know it, it's so funny to see um i i had heard someone mention this but you know halo is like flagship microsoft ip Right. The Last of Us, in a lot of ways, is a flagship Sony IP, and Sony is just taking so much more care in what they're doing. Mm. For now, I'm still waiting. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Where's that cliff? <laughs> I'm not going to get too excited, man, just because I know. I just... I enjoyed the tenseness I, of mm. this scene right here, dude. Yeah. Them going through the museum, and was this Independence Hall? or? Uh, I'm not sure if they ever actually said... I, think I thought it's there was kind a glimpse of, that showed it was Independence Hall. Troll room, you can help me. 
Oh, wait. Correct me if I'm wrong. Independence Hall. Yeah, you're right. It's right here. That's cool. So you got the from the founding fathers, Mm -hmm. uh, that timepiece era, and boom. Got some clickers in there. Yeah, so it's re- the the way that they're revealed is pretty great, and I I appreciate this for the sake of people who had no idea what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the they come in here and you see you hear the noises first. Very accurate. Very accurate. Like this is, I think for a lot of people who have played the game, the introduction of the clickers was one of those things that just sticks with them. Um, they're very uh, they, they set them up as being very dangerous in the mm-hmm. game they're basically like a one hit kill like if they grab you you're pretty much dead if, if you don't have a way of uh, stopping them they did a great job in this uh, show of making the clickers a real active threat it wasn't just uh-huh. you know how in the walking dead it was headshot boom done yeah uh-huh, yeah that that everyone has auto aim to the head yeah. in the walking dead yep. um, whereas here it's more realistic shooting in the body and shooting them in the body it gets them away from you but they're coming back yeah they have this shot of them in the hallway coming so like they and you see just see the terror on ellie's face like there it is yeah and 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 you kind of see that innocence go away from her and also that pissiness and how much she has to rely on joel and tess all of a sudden she realizes like how bad things are she yep. yeah she's never encountered something quite like this before um and just how the two of them are both like this is bad um because they know how dangerous these things are even though it probably would have been stupid i thought it would have been funny if after he lost his weapon his uh rifle if yeah. he would have grabbed at some point one of the muskets and it would happen to be loaded and he just shot <laughs> shot the clicker with it that would have been ironic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're starting to get a little bit more of a glimpse, and then you get this shot of the clickers. Um, and are they just supposed to be supersonic hearing infected? Yeah, so they're blind, but they have like uh, unbelievably good hearing. And yeah. one of the things I think the the show does really, really well is just like how quiet you have to be, because she. I mean, you see it. This is this is pretty cool. So like this thing comes up and because all she did to go is go she yeah (sighs) she breathed in too hard and the thing knew knew where she was and that's that's so good with setting up how dangerous they are um really 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 good and then and you know there's another one that comes in comes yep um joel gets some shots at it but it doesn't kill it uh which is great test fired like one shot yeah (laughs) this was a good tense scene here yeah, I think this whole scene works really, really well. Um, the the sound design, like in the way that they implemented it for the clickers, it's always been good. But the fact that they were able to do it so well for the show is um, is awesome. Uh, and then, and then you know, when he stepped on the he glass, steps on the glass, and you're like, you oh. knew it was coming, and you know he's like, I cannot believe I just. There's like part of me that thinks he was going, I can't believe I just screwed up in front of her, like yeah. you know, because he's with Ellie. He's like, I just made, <laughs> especially s- after like. Her stepping on the uh, um, and um, the infected dried up hand or yeah, arm. Yeah, and it it works though because of course they're in a tense situation, so you're not exactly thinking properly. Mm-hmm. Um, not paying attention to all your surroundings. Yeah, I. It just it shows how easy 
to going forward, the stakes involved, how everything can flip on a dime yeah. just from one simple mistake. Yeah. Um, takes it out. Other one comes through. They take that one out. Uh, it's great. Um, and as soon as Tess said she twisted her ankle, I'm like, she got bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you, because I was gonna, I was wondering when you would have thought. So in the game, Ellie doesn't actually get cut, but I guess yeah. they want to like definitively show. I guess they wanted to definitively show the audience, like, hey, she can't get infected. Like, it's not, we're not screwing with you. This isn't like a she's she's immune to the virus, or excuse me, to we'll but call it an infection. Joel to like. Oh yeah, hey, she really yeah. is immune because he still doubts it, even though she's lived so far, even after the markings of being infected. Like, hey, you know, you see him when he so, says test. Maybe the second time will we'll infect her. Interestingly enough, the reason that he finds out in the game is because they go down to where the spores are, and she doesn't put a mask on because uh, she's immune, so yeah. she doesn't have to. Um. So again, kind of, you know, I'm a little bitter about the spores. I, I feel like at this point, if they show up, it's going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> but but yeah, but yeah. I mean, as soon as Tess said, I twisted my ankle. I I said to my her wife, attitude like, nah, changes. She got bit, girl. Yeah, yeah. She got bit, which made this scene even more meaningful when Tess snaps at Joel and said, "Can't we just have a win for once?" <laughs> uh huh. Um, I like, uh, I get it. I'd be a bit aggravated too. Um, some good cinematography in this. I thought all of their backdrops, even though most of this is probably can, like all of this is pretty much computer generated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this show looks good. Um, I, that's one thing I, HBO does pretty well with all of their stuff. Like visually, it's it's always going to be a step above what you're getting at Netflix, what you're getting at um, even on Disney and some of these other places. Like it just. There's a quality to the way that they produce their HBO. shows, yeah, yeah. that I, I really appreciate. Show. Even more so than uh, Amazon. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Uh, Amazon kind of went downhill. Yeah, I, I, I think they tried maybe, it uh, first. Maybe Henry Cavill will be the one uh, to bring it back. We'll see, we'll see. With so Warhammer. You, yeah, everyone at this point kind of knows something's wrong with Tess. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tess. Um, you kind of get this moment where you, this heartfelt moment between both y- of them. Yep, where they're starting that little bit of okay, maybe they they can get along. Maybe there's something yeah. there. Um, this, by the way, it's it's a term that I was trying to remember. Um, the the scenario or the the, the writing sort of trope of the old grizzled uh character and the kid. Um, mm-hmm. They they call it the wolf and cub. That's sort of like ah. that's that's the the term that gets used a lot with these okay. kind of scenarios. Um, and Tess just comes because she's really macabre right now, and it's just like, hey, let's get going. Yeah, well, she's she's motivated to get because, this over with. Yeah, because she's gotten bit. Uh huh. Yeah, and you're right. He he sees that she's got that wrapped on her arm. And, and see, nothing's happening yeah, to her. And she seems to be completely fine. When I watched uh, it the second time, it had a time, like, obviously we don't know the exact moment where Tess got bit, but clearly it was before she showed up. And but I wanted to time it because she got bit on her neck. And if I remember correctly from, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you get bit on your, this, the neck area from the first episode, didn't I say 
10 to 15 minutes it was it's supposed to be pretty quick yeah that's why they should not have done that because that's not how it and was that's why in <laughs> in the game they're like it takes one to two days because that's a it that's and it's something i was saying before it's worse that getting infected takes a significant amount of time because if you get bit and you have 24 to 48 hours before you turn and you know it's coming that's terrifying whereas if it's a pretty instant transition there's almost no time to really deal with everything it's just like oh uh, it's just too late uh so you're right um they did seem to i i think it was a misstep on their part and i'm i'm going to i'm going to to stake my flag in this hill <laughs> yeah, on how they did the infection. Time-wise, it works out in the show. So, Oh, does it? it yeah, because when okay. the second viewing, I was like, I'm going to pause it as soon as she shows up. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, so let's do it a few minutes beforehand. It still works out. It's on the line, but it works out. You What you'd really have to do is go from... Uh, Zach's in the drones that didn't bite Tess and then let her go. Yeah, yeah because yeah, she, like the the clicker wasn't dead. That's that's a really good point. That that thing we it's it establishes what happens if that thing catches you. Um, and she was all by herself, so that's hmm, interesting point. Interesting point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like in the games, like those things catch you and they basically tear a chunk out of your neck and then it goes try again. <laughs> Uh, that's a really good point though how you know i guess did she escape because you know she didn't there's no gunshot that went off not that i remember um so it's accurate to the game because you do get split up at this point in the game but it's a regular infected that gets her in the game it's not a clicker so in that scenario it's it's reasonable enough to think that she fought it off was able to yeah. like deal with it not to mention and i'm kind of surprised they didn't do this in the show uh shanks are a thing so they they specifically create shanks in order to deal with these situ- situations where like you get grabbed by an infected specifically clickers you can use that stab it in the head and it'll kill it so it, mm. it would have been nice if they had established that that was a thing so i guess you know, if you wanted to give the show the benefit of the doubt, you could just be like, "Well, that's what she did," <laughs> even though we have no no established uh, thing well, no, for that. Well, no, it came back. But oh yeah, you're right, it did come back. So even yeah. then, it, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, it's well, they're on hard difficulty, Joseph. On hard difficulty, yeah. you have to do it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I enjoyed this scene too. They look and they're like, "Ah, oh, crap, they're uh-huh. out there." Yep. Of course. Yeah, they've been taken out, and it's sort. You know, they they basically talk about. This this you changed to like really just one more thing. Uh huh. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. Um, Tess is still great in this this part because she's becoming more and more desperate. Uh, they changed it from the it's Fedra in the game. Mm-hmm. So the thing that's weird about this, right? And going back and sort of watching some stuff from the first episode again, they they never so in the game you have a similar situation happen where like you get caught by Fedra, you kill Mm -hmm. them and then you're running away from them. Sort of like what they were doing. Well, in the show, they just kind of give up. They they give up on, uh, you know, so one of your men has been murdered and these people are out there and like no resources are being sent out to take care of these guys who really aren't that far away. Right. 
Whereas in the game, they That's, go after you. They go after you, and so it's not the infected that are coming after you. Fedra shows up, and Tess gives Ellie and Joel enough time to escape. Um, and so the reason that that worked really well, I really well, is because the game does a really good job of showing you sort of just almost like the unimportance of life in the universe that you're living in. Like it's just, yeah. it's so uh, fragile, more so than it right. is for us these days, right? Because everything works. That a lot of this is still pretty similar. The whole line where she's like, you know, our luck had to run out sometime, and she the the bites in the exact same place. So that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of this, I still really appreciate because they were being so accurate to the story that a lot of people would have known. Right. Um, I still think they probably should have kept it Fedra. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm surprised considering the turn that the last of us two makes with the infected kind of being just dressing more so than a, an, an active threat in that game. No. Yeah. Whereas the walking dead. did Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's one of those little things that potentially is going to happen later on. Um, but I still think it, it should have potentially been that way because I don't really care I, for like the I'll say this. I don't really care for the whole like make out thing where the thing, uh, you know, it like comes up to her. I, I can go to that part since we've we've kind of gone through a lot of this. Um, oh, yeah, I guess he, you know, he shoots it and he's like, oh, no. And so like all of them know that 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 one was you shot. See the spore goes through the infected underneath the fingernail. And it's like, oh, I just don't like anything underneath the fingernail. <laughs> that just always uh, gives me the willies as they yeah. say yeah yeah zach's zach's saying it's creepy which is true but it's just like <laughs> it's very i, I think I, I think it shows one thing that once someone gets infected that they're no longer viewed as a threat even if they haven't turned 100 percent yet yeah because the the um spores already in them or whatever uh-huh. uh, the fungus and so i think weirdly enough that's isn't that a contradiction though because they they literally say when they walk in there that the weaker ones fought off the stronger ones were they talking no, about like, the talking fireflies about the, talking about the fireflies the healthy ones fought fighting off the sick ones so the ones that oh that were infected okay fair yeah. enough yeah 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 yeah, so yeah, I, I got this. You know, I get why they did it, and it definitely, I think it being creepy works because that's exactly how you want to make the audience feel is creepy, and also you're showing, hey, once you're infected, you're not really a threat to them. Only the ones who are trying to stop, trying to kill the fungus, are the threats. Yeah. Um, and that's I did a- think it was a bit dumb though that. I understand why they did it. They did it for building the tension using the lighter. But she knocked out all these grenades. If it would have been me, and I'm the one that got infected, I'm, I'm getting one of them grenades, bro. We going. Because <laughs> it's just simple also, easy. Also, grenades don't cause explosions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, come up with all the... Uh, the gasoline and everything there. Secondly, yeah. too, with that much gasoline she knocked out, just being able to spark it like that, uh-huh. even though it's a pretty open area... Because the fumes would be so present because you're standing right over top of them, yeah, they would ignite. I mean, I understand it's fantasy, but it's still... Yeah, yeah. well, it's just one of those things that's like a, a lot of people from uh, Hollywood still don't completely understand how firearms and grenades like actually work. Yeah. It's very much more of like a video game-y thing. Um, 
so it's apparently gasoline too yeah gasoline um, is highly flammable yeah and somehow batteries still exist like 20 years later in the future like i guess someone you know there's people that are smart enough to figure it out but you just kind of have to go with it yeah. um but yeah i mean and, I, can, I can suspend my suspension of delete disbelief for that and even for the gas thing i can suspend that i'm just trying to say if i'm her and i see these huge grenades and I knock out all this gas. Why not just use the grenade? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think now they haven't done it yet. There may have been at some point because just because of some like knowledge that I have about stuff where some of this is going. Mm-hmm. It's possible that some of the manufacturing plants because they mention it uh, in the first episode where the guy says that there's a plant in Atlanta that is only and they're basically making like oxycotton and uh bullets yeah so it's very possible I, there's enough there that you could potentially believe that there are either fedra or these other organizations that are across the united states at this point that we haven't met yet uh and that do, that do exist elsewhere. by the way yeah i'm not just yeah. saying like made up organizations like there are organizations across the united states that potentially have access to fuel or the ability to make batteries, like manufacture certain things. Um, right. So some of that may still be possible. Um, but yeah, it is a little, sometimes it's a little like, huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see it. I mean, if you have these other plants going, it makes sense. The go- the big one for me was uh, that, I and I didn't catch this, um, it, it was EFAP caught it. Uh, they have a helicopter in the first episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Isn't that weird? And helicopters, for those who don't know, uh, they require extensive maintenance. Like, they are expensive. Maintenance, and, a lot of and fuel. Hard to upkeep. <laughs> yeah. They are hard to upkeep. And and they have this one that's like. I had to sell mine yesterday. They, uh, I, the, I guess the reasoning was that the fireflies were, were active, so they were still trying to, like, take out anyone left in that remaining like cell of the fireflies and maybe that's why they had the active helicopter but i was like i didn't even think about the fact that there was this helicopter flying around like this is supposed to be a post-apocalyptic world like why are you using a helicopter like where did you get this (laughs) maybe from military base or something that hadn't been used or found that wasn't i wouldn't want to be the person flying that thing yeah what what would the infected do to you no, I'm not. What do you mean? What would the infected do to you? I'd be worried about that thing just crashing because you're basically oh, trying yeah, not, to keep it put together for 20 yeah. years. Like, yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, yeah, keeping the maintenance it, on it would yeah, be the, the one thing. Getting the fuel for it, dude, not so good. Much. I could understand that. Yeah, but. good helicopters these days just crash randomly because people <laughs> do something stupid. You don't even you don't have to worry about infected. That's too funny. Uh, and that's yeah, that's pretty much the uh, the end of the episode. Um, and again, he held up his rifle right there, and you can see how worn it is and tattered. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they did a good job. And um, the details they kept his the bruising on his hands, the bru- the scrapes and bruising on a uh, Tess, and so yeah, carrying over those small attention to detail because you could sit here and we could sit here and say if they didn't have it, well that's just a nitpick, but. At the same time, it's not, it it's adds not, though. and it yeah. and it and it flows within the story. You know I, what I mean? It would, it would it be something that ruined the story if he didn't have, you know, the bruising no more on his hand? No, but 
it's details it's nice yeah addition. yeah nice I, I would eventually love you know because that that's something that we get uh accused <laughs> of a lot why didn't they just fuel up that Zach just made a good point he off. said yeah in the control room. why didn't they just fuel up the giant truck and drive off but isn't wouldn't that track a lot of attention though uh yeah i don't okay so we're gonna have to wait and see what the show does um traveling by vehicle long distances is generally considered to not be a good idea that's what i was gonna say because yeah because you make a lot of attention attention from infected and from humans and i was gonna mention earlier but he's right though yeah. There is maybe uh, it like the, they could have checked to see if it was a working vehicle, right? Because that's kind of because they the decided to change the yeah, because they decided to change the the motive. Actually, yeah, the more you think about it, it, you're right, Joseph. If that thing had a battery in it, it's just like we don't even need. Is there a battery? Sweet, maybe we can use this. Yeah, and they if this one's there somehow. Yeah, if this one's not right, then we can just trade this one for the one that we need. Yeah. Yep, that I think it, is that, that was right? Probably the truck they were going to trade Ellie for because they wanted to get to that spot. <sighs> this is why you don't. This is why you. They shouldn't have changed that because they don't. He's not looking for a vehicle in the game. <laughs> no, I think that makes sense. I mean, why does it? No, Zach, I think you're right. Even if that's not the specific truck they wanted, they, they got there somehow. They're meeting them. And they're supposed to get a battery from. Clearly, they the drove that truck there. <laughs> and clearly, they drove the truck there. So clearly the battery would have you would it would come to reason that the battery would still be working. Uh-huh. Cuz it it wasn't that long ago. Cuz it's like it's pretty fresh. It looks pretty yep. fresh with the way that these guys died. Yeah, that's why again you change the these looks, Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. This is why we keep the troll room around. Exactly. They keep us in line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it, man. I I don't really have much else to say. Like, yeah, I, I there's the show has definitely got some small contrivances, some small things that they've changed mm-hmm. that could, you know, they could end up stacking up a little bit more. Hey, man, series you know? over. He got his battery. He doesn't even have to deliver. Exactly. That Whereas <laughs> again, if it had been the fact that they had they were gun runners. Mm-hmm. You know, they're smuggling guns, a lot of this illicit stuff that isn't allowed uh, in um, inside the I want to call it the demilitarized the QZ. Zone, but the QZ. Thank you. Um, and then you don't deal with these issues of like, oh, well, here's the truck that you need or, you know, it's like. I really hope they don't lean too heavily into the humans are the real monsters. I really hope that oh. the infected <laughs> maintain their, um, even if they lean into that, I just hope the infected maintain their, their hierarchy in the threat list. Like they're the top threat for the most part. And like, maybe you see like these, you know, you have, you have these, this episode or so of, you know, these vile humans that they end up having to team up with because the infected are coming out with. And you get, you know, you know what I'm saying like certain aspects like that, but just, I just don't want the walking dead, man. Like I've already seen it. You know what I mean? I, Again, I feel you I understand humans would be vile and probably even more vile in this environment than we see them now. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Go into that. Just don't be the walking dead. I'm and the witcher and you know, I can so keep going the show. So I'll, I'll tell you this cause I don't think it really humans spoils anything. The real monster. They, 
at least in the first game, they do a pretty good job of balancing that stuff. Yeah. Because there's different... You have the Fireflies as a faction. Um, there's... I think they're called... Oh, shoot. I think they're Raiders is what they call them. There is a group that I'm not going to spoil anything for that shows up later, in, more than likely is showing up later in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really hoping that they manage to pull it off correctly because uh, it's it's pretty pretty good. It, at least when they okay. when the game came out, it was like that was one of the parts of the game that everybody really praised. Um, and then there are questions kind of surrounding like certain parts of humanity at this point. Typically, the the infected do remain like a, a pretty big threat. And so I guess what the show really needs to do is balance it well. Yeah. So that you you understand that there are these factions out there and they have different motivations for the things that they're doing and how they're trying to survive. By um, the end of the day, the existential threat is the infected. Is the infected. Because, yeah, as far... And, and it's kind of there. I, the one thing I'm worried about is I think it was in this episode that they kind of talk about how... I, I think Ellie asks about the infected uh and like how long that they they live or whatever and joel says well some of them you know it's a couple days but some of them have been around since the beginning of, for 20 years yeah, for 20 years like some, since the beginning of this. some of them are a couple months and then uh some of them have been around for 20 years yeah. i'm like oh good night and That's so a, the question time, yeah the question is is like are could they use that as an excuse to be like well it's really not about the infected it's really about the way that humans treat each other and some of that is there i think it's a completely fine trope to use because that's the thing that we have to be careful about it's what we talk about all the time when we talk about like themes when we talk about subverting expectations mm-hmm. like a lot of that stuff the reason people hate those things is not because they are bad as writing tools they're bad because people have used them poorly and then people have praised those things as some of the best like writing slash whatever in movies ever right and that's where the the problem comes in so it's not that the the idea that you have this world where you have the outright monster and then you have sort of the more hidden monster being mm-hmm. the, the humans but yeah I, I think part walking dead just kind of they went way too like surface level with that and so yeah it could be interesting and that's what i'm hoping they're going to do with this first season is that there are questions of were certain choices that were made the correct choice with what we've gathered in this rather than it yeah you're gonna have i mean you're gonna have the like right out like the 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 evil humans like it's just gonna happen it's right it makes sense within in the world what yeah, i'm hoping there's nothing wrong with that I exactly just, it's, it's more so what you said balance and maintaining in my opinion the infected as the main existential threat they're their apex predator yeah you know like hey Which, these infected have become now the apex predator over humans even with the factions yeah and, well and everything uh, you'll probably get that for the you'll probably be pretty satisfied with this season <laughs> if they <laughs> after that then next season i, I can't Ooh. promise you anything because <laughs> last of us two it, that is that is the core of that game <laughs> it's right. it's basically like people are awful that is the theme of The Last of Us 2. <laughs> and the cycle of Wonderful. revenge, which... Yeah. Again, I, this is the, the thing that bad writing can really affect how you feel about certain themes and scenarios within yeah. media. So maybe that ends up being 
maybe they change it and they maybe still go Neil that Druckmann route, has a train change better. of heart. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he has a change of heart and he's like, this is how I make it up to you. Or he's just like, screw you guys. I'm keeping this the way it was, <laughs> which I'm, if I'm being honest, it's probably going to be the second one, but I, yeah. listen, we'll wait until it happens. So far, I'm enjoying the series. Good. I'm glad. I'm looking I, forward I am to too. it every mm-hmm. every Sunday. I'm waiting for the next episode. And hey, that's more than I can say for a lot of other shows. I mean, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the series so far. It, it's a really it, good series. It's a breath of fresh air from so much garbage that we yes. had. Um, even with the the complaints that I have with the show, I think for the most part, it it so. I mean, we're only two episodes in, but I think it's holding up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see as the year goes on where it kind of stacks up with some other stuff that comes out right? Um, and how memorable it ends up being in the long run. Um, I'm really hoping, though, that this is a jumping off point for people to do proper adaptations of video games. Yeah. Uh, that this can be, a, at the very least, that this season can be something that people point to to be like, please make it like this. Yeah. Make it and accurate. It is possible. Yeah. It's, this is why people like this thing. Please make it like this. Not Halo. (laughs) Yeah, not that's an example of how not to do it. Yeah, a very modern example. Oh my gosh. All right, man. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to add? That is it, brother. Sweet dude. Well, this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh I have I am so behind on so many different projects. (laughs) I think it's fine, man. I think going Uh, forward. We're just going to be reviewing The Last of Us. If anything else that's pertinent comes up. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But for the most part, over the next uh, eight weeks going forward, because it's 10 episodes, and so we have eight more episodes, uh, just expect to hear Mm -hmm. The Last of Us reviews. Um, I'll be putting out the God of War stuff that we did live last week, sometime this week, uh, along with episode two review of this. Um, Joseph, if you decide... Uh, you want to watch um, Megan or Mathrigan. Uh We can talk about that one of these days. Um, might even be able to get a group of people in to talk about it. Well, that would be the first movie released in 2023 that I would have watched. I, th- I think it's a great jumping off point. It's also like baby's first horror movie. And so I feel like you can kind of like... <laughs> it's not my first horror movie. You, I, I think you can kind of wiggle your way into it, kind of get comfortable in the space so yeah, is that what you think oh there's like Baby's a couple trying to dude, get me into horror. I, well He's no there's just a couple me. of them that i i really want you to watch there's <laughs> it's not a big list it's just like a few they're sprinkled in here here and there yeah 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 we'll see yeah we'll see um, but yeah no if you've enjoyed uh our reviews so far uh, if you enjoyed the last of us reviews and our previous ones just consider donating a dollar doing a reoccurring month payment on paypal uh or you know, if you want to send us cash at Venmo, we can work with you. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. All righty, y'all. Well, until next week, take it easy. <laughs>